faster. You still got it. <laughs> it's your girl Shanti. And it's Antoinette. And we are Around, Around the, the Way Curls. Join us as we share our unique life experiences, aka tell all our business, and explore both the profound and the profane. Because duality, duality is, is a thing. thing. Yes, Hey, girl, that sounds better. Mid yawn. I apologize, kings and queens. That sounds much better. You hear me? I've been drinking my little water and my little tea. <laughs> Not people on Patreon like y'all. So fucking lie. <laughs> no, I have throughout the episode. I was drinking my tea and oh. it was helping. You ain't hear it throughout the episode. It was getting better. What kind of tea is that? Mm. It's so good. My sister bought it for me for my birthday. Tina. Shout out to her. It's this lean green cinnamon, ooh, like matcha blend. Whoa. It is delicious. It's my favorite tea. It's corny and expensive, and she got me two of them for my birthday. And I'm on the last one, and I'm had to. I'm finna had to buy some more, child. But it's it's good. The only thing is, it doesn't. It doesn't have the quotes, the yogi quotes. I really look forward to them. I you be posting them. them motherfuckers on your stories like it's your job. I said, internet is getting enlightened from these yogi teas. Ah, I love it. <laughs> I just, I love them. It brings me so much joy. I don't know why. Tea is such a comforting thing in the wintertime. I gotta get my tea game up. Girl, I had tea in that pho again today. Fuck. I, I need to bitch, get don't fuck. get any other. See, what did we say the last episode? We shouldn't be this. We need to protect black women. Queen, we need to be. When you come up here, I really want you to come up here because this is the best pho that you will ever have. I, it turned Jade out. Girl, what you it doing on Saturday? Out. I'm living vicarious. I'm living. I'm, I'm moving. I, would, I might come through. No, I'm. Please don't Dead disappoint ass. me. It would make me really happy. We're going to have to hang out with Black, too, a little bit. But we have so much fun with A joy. Just what a joy. A, a lovely character. And it's finna be 70 degrees on Saturday. Drive. I'll give you the gas money. Halfway. Ah. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it, man. Wait. I, I, I might it. come I up there to do some shopping. Come. Oh, damn. You got something to do? Yeah, I got to celebrate my sister's birthday. Who? <laughs> Don't disrespect her. Damn, Which maybe sister? maybe Whose I would do evening it? though. Because Who JoJo doesn't it? come home till Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. So I could come like She ain't coming, y'all. I know. I could come like three and get there in the evening. That's you need, time. you need to rest. Cause I we we be I'm out doing her rest. I'm off tomorrow. I gotta work a little bit on Sunday is all, and all I need is my computer. For we a apologize hours. for making plans on y'all time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I First of all, it. this is not a telephone call, uh, and we got not. lost. And we're I apologize. Three in apologies. <laughs> do you have any updates? Because it doesn't look like you do. The update is Shanti might come not, true. She probably won't. Look, let's see. You got to come. If you come, I'll give you your diary back. It's right I here. need it. You know all my secrets. I ain't read it either. Boundaries. I'm really proud of myself. Good job. Thank you. 
Do you have any? I, I have don't. One What's for going Shanti. on with she you? Learn long division and how to round up <laughs> from the third decimal to the second. Do Yo, I some... was mid. I was stressed out at work. Mid stressed freak out, and Shanti was like, "But answer that <laughs> real fast." When it says how to, how do I round up? She gave me a fucking homework problem from JoJo. I'm share. I'm on Facetime doing the. Long division. And she's trying to insult my intelligence. I was like, I know how to do the long division. It's just the decimal point. (laughs) Right. Well, obviously, you don't know how to do it. She was like, I keep putting the zeros there until what? I said, girl, (laughs) you're getting on my nerves. Shout out to long division. That's going to connect to our topic. It's connected to our topic today. So that's, I love the through line. I love the way God is working to keep, (laughs) always, it always comes back around. (laughs) That word escaped you, whatever it you did. were looking for. <laughs> I heard you. <laughs> All right. How you doing? In my updates, um, this fucking cat of mine, let me tell you what, speaking of fuh, let me tell you what she did today. I'm in here on a meeting, and I'm like, I had no time to make food, so I ordered pho. And you know when the fuck comes delivered, you got to put it on the stove because the meat is like a little bit raw or whatever, so you got to cook it up. So I'm cooking it up, cooking it up, and then I realize, like, oh, shit, let me turn it off. Turn it off, put the noodles in so they don't get too soggy. Come back, and I'm on a client call now, so I can't even... I'm about to embarrass myself, but I can't even eat on a client call, so I just got to let that shit sit and wait. So I'm like, all right, cool. And I go back in there, Shanti. No, she didn't. And that cat, it was on... Matter of fact, I... (laughs) I'm lying. I turned it back on because by now it's gotten cold. So I turned it back on after the client call. I'm doing other calls. That cat is on my motherfucking stove with the burner on with her fucking tongue. (laughs) Just licking (laughs) it away. Trying to lick the soup. And I don't know if she licked it or not. You know she did. I, I I think it was too hot for her. It looked like her nose was just in it. Because it was short rib pho, and I know that bitch likes shit like that. She <laughs> blue ha- blue has good taste. Blue is like oxtail, jerk chicken, short rib. That's what I want. <laughs> so she's sniffing, sniffing, and I hope to God she didn't lick it because I ate it. I know you did. I was like, I have. Did you not hit eaten her? Yeah, I started screaming at her, <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing?" And like she she hopped down. And made that noise she makes because she's obese. It was like, <laughs> when she hopped down and scurried away. And I said, girl, you really could. That fur ball, had I <laughs> went in there and that bitch would have been on fire. The way <laughs> I would have cried. You, the way I would have <laughs> been freaking been out. Flames. Do you understand? Her, she had her fur on the <laughs> stove by the burner. One wrong move with that tail. She's supposed to be able to sense danger. I was so she's, irritated. Like, are her, you dumb her, now? Her, yes. She's she's been so domesticated that she literally does not know her purpose. Let me in tell life. you another story about her because I just told my <laughs> sister about this. I come in from Angie's shower, her baby shower. Shout out to Angela. It was a beautiful time. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Angela. It was it was such a great shower. If y'all haven't seen this shower, go to my stories. It's the last thing I posted. Little real. Anyway, I come in, I got my cart. You can see my cart behind me. And 
it's full of like all the, you know, miscellaneous baby shower props and shit and stuff that was in my car and like whatever. So I come in, my hands are full. It was really hot that day. I was exhausted. And so like I have my coat on my shoulder. Like it was a lot going on when I got in the door. And so I come in the door, lock C blue. Hi, sweetie. Watch out. You know, I gotta get around her with the cart because the the hallway is narrow. Shout out to New York. Shut the door, lock the door, keep it pushing. I don't see blue. But I hear her screaming. <laughs> Screaming, and I'm looking around like, where the fuck? She's in the hallway. She's been in the hallway for hours now. I didn't took a bath. I didn't moisturize my body. I didn't. So I'm sure that these people who live on my floor are like, what the fuck? Why is this cat? Blue wanted to get free so bad that she didn't ran. I don't know where she went, but wherever it was, she knew that home was better than that. And she was having a fucking fit. When I opened that door and she came running back in here, she started crying. I started crying. It was a mess. I was weeping in here. I said, my cat. This is one, a reflection of poor parenting. I was like, anything could have happened to her. She could have ran away. Somehow she was smart enough to know what floor to come back to, what, what door Blue has never been outside, Blue so has, she was probably living I'm her life you, like, wow. Her paws are soft as hell. That cat has never worked a she day never, in her she's, life. No, no. I'm, I don't even look at her. She right here on a damn, on a chair, or her chair, because I never get to sit in it. Just looking pretty, sitting pretty, staring at me like, when you finna be done, so you can rub me. <laughs> the, the, the ongoing saga of this cat. I'm like, yeah, you learned a valuable lesson, but also so did I, because I was sick. I was sick <laughs> over it. I was like, I can't believe this cat is out in this hallway. Last update about Bluto. Now she's doing this thing, and it's and Black, actually, I was talking to him, and he checked me, because I was like, she, she getting on my nerves. She keeps laying on top of me. She lays on top of me at night, and now she's laying on my chest, and then... Her nose, her face is like right here in the Aww. nape of my neck. But all I hear is. I, I know. She did that shit to me when I was there <laughs> on my head, purring oh my and kneading. It's and kneading. And I'm like, girl, and are you going back to your second childhood? Like you a kitten now? I don't you? know what she's doing. I don't know what she's going through, what she needs. But he checked me and was like, but you you actually really want that because you want her to be a lab cat and you love her. And I do. But I think that that's partly why I'm sick too. She's keeping me up. <laughs> and she's she's about to be 11. She's about to be 11. She's, she's a senior. She's got to relax. It's way too much. I think she's losing her fucking mind in here. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's going on. But shout out to Blue. Shout out to the Everybody saga. Everybody loves Blue. Everybody loves Blue. And I love how people will be like Burrito Blue. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. That shout was out. insanity. If you're a new listener. You you don't know what it was. Shanti had Blue for like a month, and I had to go get her, and she was not. Internet was so. Serious and Amanda and I were harassing her. Internet was like, focus, man. Because y'all don't know how hard it is to get this cat to function appropriately. But anyway, 
I don't need to talk about work. I had another update, but I don't feel like talking about it. All I want to say is I love my boss, and my boss goes to war for me. And she actually cried today because she was so frustrated on my behalf, and she was going to war for me. So I don't know what the fuck is going on with work. I might. I don't know. It's getting tricky over there. I'm like, am I going to make it here? What's going on? You said, what is this? Things are getting weird, but, you know, we're doing the best we can. In other news, um, we have voicemails. I love this part of the week. So why don't we just get into it? Let's 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 just dive right in. Um, all right, here we go. Oop, work. Oh. Hey Shanti. Hey Antoinette. I would like to know what your viewpoint is on the difference between the anti-Semitic talk and people making fun of and using the likeness of a group like Jehovah's Witnesses. What's the difference? I, I just would be curious to know your thoughts. Um, I love what you do. And thanks. Well, the first difference is one group is protected and one group is not. Money, power, respect, girl. Three, that's it. Money, power, respect. Semitic. Money, power, respect. I um, we are. I think that's what Il, 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 Ilhan Omar tweeted, and they made her apologize about that and said it was anti-Semitic. Um, I think. Just like I said, one group is protected. I, I don't know that black folks do enough to really protect their own. He, she said and Jehovah's I Witness. I know. I, I, the Jehovah's Witness that I think, I'm making assumptions, that I think that she's talking about are like the folks in our neighborhoods, in my neighborhood, that's knocking on the door. I know Jehovah's Witness is much more um, versatile and diverse than that. But I think that's the like stereotype. And I could be wrong. That's where I went to. Um, I don't think... (sighs) I'm going to say this. I think there's a lot of frustration with Jewish folks uh, from the black community around the power that they have and the power that they wield. I will say that my understanding, and I don't understand a lot, and I could probably use some education on this. But my understanding is that, especially within this country, Jewish folks were um, not, they were not um, in the in crowd. They were not invited into circles that were affluent or growing or et cetera, et cetera. And so they carved out their own lane from Hollywood to real estate to whatever. And I can't be mad at that. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at that. Um, I think any group of people who are in positions of power and they maintain that power by... They maintain that power in a way that might be harmful to other groups of people is messed up. And I don't know if that's what the Jewish community is doing 
um, purposefully, all of them. Like the Jewish community is also like so vast and diverse as well. There's so many different um I don't know if it's sectors, I don't know the word, but different ways to practice Judaism. It's it's just very complex. I will say this. Judaism and Jews aren't it's tricky. Are not the are not necessarily the synonymous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can be a Jew, a Jewish person and not practice Judaism. It could be a secular. Judaism is the religion. So I guess it's so confusing. Anti-Semitism is a broad attack on the race of mm-hmm. people. Making fun of Jehovah's Witnesses is more on the religious thing. I guess the more, the if you wanted to correlate it, then it would be like making fun of people that practice Judaism versus anti I mean, versus Ju- ah, Jehovah's Witness. But I'm going to stick to my three. Money, power, respect. Heard you. Sorry. I mean, that's what I open with. I think, I don't know. I would love to have somebody come on who knows more about this. But I think it's, at least the jokes that I hear within the the black and brown community around Jehovah's Witnesses, like, you know, they knocking on the door, they passing out their pamphlets, you know, ha, ha, ha. Because they, it's, it's, it's like a cultural kind of like somebody knocking on your door at 8 a.m., you know it is <laughs> unannounced. Like it's just like a cultural thing. You saw it in Friday. It's like that type of thing. I I I don't see it go further than that. I hope it doesn't go further than that. Where people are like anti Jehovah's Witness. It's like weird too. Like what are we doing? So not I really don't know. Jehovah Witness. I hope not. That I've I haven't seen that or experienced that. But I understand where you're going with it. If that's where you're in, indeed going. But like Shanti said. Money, power, power respect. respect. Some people have, some people are protected, some people are not. And we could all do a better job of protecting our own. That's where I'll leave it. All right, ciao. Shout out to all the sponsors that we're thinking about <laughs> advertising. That's who no longer are. Uh, we tried to handle that with the most care that we could. And, but we have to be true to ourselves. We don't in Please any way support anti-Semitism. An, apo- an apology. But Show. the fact that I even feel the need to do this is telling. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. Hi, ladies. Um, I have to hurry up and say this before my daughter gets in the car from gymnastics practice. But, Antoinette, I totally, 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 a million percent agree with what you said about Lizzo. Um, and I don't think that you meant it in a negative way at all. I also, because spirit has been beating my butt, have to say that um, I was someone who said, like, uh, maybe over a year ago, I said about uh, how your voice was annoying and blah, 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 blah. And I think I said that simply, I probably was projecting. Not probably. I was projecting because, honestly, I relate to you in a lot of ways in your posts, and I'm always like, if this girl don't start loving on herself and she's so beautiful and so talented and all the things, but I also feel that way about myself. Like I just relate to you in a lot of ways. Um, I love this show. I will continue to listen. Um, you guys give me the therapy that I know I need to get professionally. 
but I love the show. Thank you. Keep going with the door. Bye. I love that. I love the accountability. She said, I was hating on you in the beginning, but girl, I was projecting. I, I apologize. Did I play that voicemail? I remember that voicemail. They was like, you was annoying. Your voice is annoying. I, or it was a, um, she, girl, sis, you ain't the only one who said it. I, I actually listened back. I think you have a beautiful like, well, it's voice. piercing. Oh, thank you. But there were a couple of comments where they, they were like, Antoinette's voice is annoying. It's hard to listen to sometimes. So, like reviews. But I got to keep on keeping on. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> just gotta go, you got to change it like that. <laughs> just got to keep on keeping on. And shout out to your daughter, Gymnastics, sis. I, I really do appreciate it. Also, the, it always makes me nervous when people say that we're their therapy. Like, <laughs> bad idea. <laughs> we may be your friends, but your friends probably... How many times you go to your friends for advice or like counsel and you're like, this is a terrible idea. You're like, I've never, it's like, what <laughs> did you just say? Anyway, thank you. One more. Oh, I remember this one. Yes. Okay. Hi. Um, I just listened to your most recent episode. Um, I just wanted to, first of all, stay anonymous for obvious reasons once I get this voicemail out. And um, secondly, speak to the woman who was dating someone who was um, accused of rape. Um, I, at the age of 23, was accused by a girlfriend. Obviously, I am gay. I am a lesbian. Um, I was accused of raping a girlfriend. Um, I It got to the point where I was arrested by the cops at my job. They put me in the back of a police car. And they took me down to the precinct. She eventually came downtown and admitted that she had lied. But by the time that it got to the point where I would, uh, I got out, it had already gotten around the, um, community where I'm from. It's very small. So it had already gotten around to the LGBTQ community. Um, it took me years as far as the community goes to kind of clear my name, even though she had, you know, let everyone know ahead of time or that day pretty much that um, I hadn't done anything. But it took a while to um, get to that point. And I would just say to her again, as you said, um, (laughs) Antoinette, trust your instincts. Um, and also, again, you know, I understand the apprehension apprehension, and the, the hesitation, um, but trust your instincts because it took me years to be able to date again in that community just because of something that someone else said. Trust your instincts and also just be understanding of his stance that he also could possibly be apprehensive about dating someone again as well. Um, I didn't really trust anybody after that just because I had been put in that position. Um, so just understand that, you know, he may not trust you either. It may take a while for both of you to get to a place where you trust each other. Um, that's all. Um, just wanted to say I love you guys and thank you guys so much for what you're doing. That's horrible. That's a real reality that lots of people face. Wow. Sorry. Sorry that you experienced that. And and happy that you're recovering from it slow and steady. But that is such a 
difficult situation to navigate for the past caller, most importantly, um, in terms no. of like, not most importantly, but like okay. trying to figure out, because yeah. in that situation, that person knew that they were innocent, but like, yeah, that's difficult. I that's, think a really, a really good um, point that this caller brought up was the fact that to consider that the person who was accused might be apprehensive in dating as well because there's a trust loss with them. If indeed, mm. you know, if indeed yeah. they relied on. Oh my goodness, like, I don't know why I didn't Imagine that how you navigate that with someone like, you could say anything about me and my whole life is flipped upside down. That's terrifying. So, oof. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, thank you for sharing. If you have, um, there's a, so I'm going to say this too. There's a couple people who are left voicemails, um, and I and I we love them. The unfortunately, you're leaving like four voicemails in a row, four three minute voicemails in a row, and that equates to twelve minutes. That's going to be really difficult to play on the podcast. But I love if you just want to share and like talk to us and and like you know kind of vent or um, connect. Cool. But if you're if you're looking to um, reach the rest of the come around the way curl community, because I'm loving how people will call in just like this last caller did and provide advice for the rest of the community. Um, it's really difficult to be able to share that with like really long messages, like two voicemails max is like what we would be able to um, to play. So just keep that in mind mm. when you do call. Um, but please continue these calls. Please continue to respond to one another. I just love it so much. If if you have, uh, you know, further comments, if you have questions, if you have critique, whatever the case is, please give us a call at 215-948-2780. That's 215-948-2780. All right, well, we are going to go on to our topic. We have a lovely guest, and I am delighted to be in conversation with her, so stay tuned. And Shanti, thank you for holding me down. I will not be included in that because I need to get some rest. So I'm excited to listen as well. We'll be back next. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. 
Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Next week, for me, I'll be back next week, and y'all enjoy the rest of this episode. And so we are back to our topic. Although Antoinette was with us in the beginning, I am going to handle this by myself. Our sweet baby girl needs some rest, so we're going to give her some rest. I'm here with Aisha Metzger. She is here to talk with us about anxious parenting, parenting anxious anxious children. Um, She is a licensed clinical psychologist, professor, researcher, and recognized expert in focused cognitive behavioral therapy and empowering black youth, emerging adults, and families who experience stressors, including physical and sexual abuse, neglect, racial discrimination, gun violence, and mass shootings, relationship problems, family conflict, and school and job difficulties. That is quite the title. Quite the receipts, <laughs> quite the responsibility, quite the expertise. On, I'm really excited to talk with you. Everybody, I just shot her shot. <laughs> She's one of the guests that was like, I want to come on the show. We friends in my head. Let's kiki together. No pun intended. And yes. sent over a really um, professional but lovely email, yeah. and I was like, yes, she got the receipts, she got the energy, and yeah. we we need these type of guests, and we need to have these conversations, because Lord knows Antoinette and I just, we are limited <laughs> in our ability, and we need somebody with some some letters behind their names to be like, actually, oh Lord, my damn light is... Um, Acting a fool. Come on now. And you know what, Santi? You are so cat because after we talked the first time, I know at the very end I said, listen, I catfished y'all. That was totally my cousin <laughs> who was acting as my assistant. And Like I and say, my- don't let people know the back of the house, okay? <laughs> it was You had your assistant come what? and check us out. I said, oh my goodness. Well, I gotta, I, let me make sure I come correct for Miss Aisha. <laughs> I love it so much. Thank you so much for responding and for having me and for allowing the opportunity to share this space with you. I really appreciate it. I'm. It really came at a time. It's timely, to be completely honest. Um, you and I spoke before we recorded this to just kind of like flesh out what we were going to talk about. And yeah. I mean, we always talk about 
mental health problems. We always dealing with something. But I, I was searching for like, what exactly are we going to sink our teeth into? Yeah. And so I'm a mother yeah. and my baby girls, I was homeschooling for two years and now she's back in school and we have been doing homework together. Like homework is a timely thing as the year progresses. The, ah, uh, I can't, I'm sorry, y'all. Antoinette would be so upset with me this damn light. Uh, um, You're glowing. You're glowing. I know, but this is, it has to like, I have a charger in it and everything and it's not staying. But um, what I've been experiencing and seeing in her is something that, I don't have a, um, I don't have the skill set for. So I'll give you an example. Um, like I said, homework is progressing. So she has all these different subjects. She has tests coming up, and she was living her. She's in um, sixth grade. She was living her free black life two years ago. Homework, writing, what? She was like, it was playing in dirt, free. Yeah. And now she's like, you know. learning how to manage the expectations of her teacher and she's watching other students who are have been in practice of doing homework and like this academic rigor and so we come home and panic sets in I you know she's like I gotta I gotta I got to study this. I, I you know, I, I got to write a paragraph. And so like there's this struggle around writing this paragraph. There's this expectation of perfection that I see right. growing in her. Yeah. There's this fear of what her teacher, how her teacher is going to respond. And then there's this esteem thing that I see building inside of her. And I see her becoming anxious. And I see my anxiety growing around it. In One in her, in her response to the anxiety, and then also me feeling the same pressure of like she has to keep up with these grades, she has to learn how to study, she has to, you know, she's in school now. Seventh grade is an important year for high school. Right. So it made me really excited to sit down with you and kind of talk around both what it is to identify anxiety in your child and then what it is to manage your own anxiety as a parent. And you are a, uh, you deal with cognitive behavior and Antoinette talked and I talked about it before I, I, um, we did an episode and I, I, we talked about how anxiety is increasing in, kids in the population, like exponentially since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Um, I think 27%, it has increased 27% since the pandemic. And um, folks are not necessarily knowing what to do around it. You know, like the diagnoses for medication is not necessarily working. And so they did talk about this cognitive therapy. So can you talk to us a little bit about what this mode of how cognitive therapy differs from 
the other types of therapies? Even um, pharmacological therapy, right? So I think that it's really important to first think about, right, what's the difference between someone who's just, you know, experiencing anxiety around a particular issue, right? So is your kiddo getting anxious only when it's homework time and only as it relates to school? Or is she more globally, you know, kind of worried and anxious, Um, So my first question would be, is it something that you can manage around, you know, changing her cognitions, her thoughts and her behaviors around, Mm -hmm. you know, homework and schooling? Or is it something that's more global that um, that you're noticing? And it sounds like it's not. And in that case, medication really wouldn't even be effective. Um, so I think the first thing that we try to do is just look for signs and, and we call them symptoms, but it's really just signs. So what do you see? So when you say she um, starts to prepare to do her homework and then panic sets in. So my question is, what does panic look like for her? Is it physical? Is it her heart rate? Is she crying or is it headaches and tummy aches or mm. is it actual difficulty concentrating and saying, okay, where do I start this assignment? What is a paragraph? How do I construct Mm -hmm. a paragraph? Are you having to Mm -hmm. break down subjects and slow down her pace, right, around the anxiety? Or is it manifesting, like you're saying, in her physical reactions? Um, So cognitive is more around... um, the behaviors of of a specific diagnosis, if you will, let's just let's use exa- uh, example anxiety as the example. Yeah. So it's less around like it's treating it it's just- with behavior versus any other. I see. Yeah, so we so our job is to make a connection between your behaviors, your thoughts, and your feelings. So we mm. know that what you're doing, so how you're expressing your anxiety, whether that be being scattered or just withdrawing completely and saying, you know, much this is too much, I'm overwhelmed. Um, it's the feelings that are connected with that. So um, shame around, I should be able to better manage this Mm. fear around what are the social consequences of this, right? Next year, there's going to be a lot more pressure on me. You can start to allow those worries to be thought driven. So if you make the connection between, okay, this is how I'm feeling. I'm feeling anxious, but it's related to these thoughts that I'm having. It sounds like even you as a caregiver have these thoughts about, you know, what are upcoming stressors that might be associated with this? And what are the future stressors that might be associated with either her ability to manage or um, if you're thinking that she might be falling behind as well? So it's really identifying those thoughts that are causing that anxiety and then challenging them with reality. So what we know is that, right, these fears are based on future projections that oftentimes don't even come true. So it's just a matter of identifying those thoughts. So what are, what's worrying you? It sounds like the seventh grade might be worrying you. It sounds like your teacher's expectations might be worrying you. So slowing down and identifying those thoughts and then being able to challenge them one by one is what gets rid of that kind of overwhelming feeling, right? Because you're having these thoughts that are rushing and then it causes you to feel anxious and your heart starts to race. Your kiddo might say, my tummy hurts or Mm. I don't feel good. That's not feeling good. Those are emotions that are being stored in our body. So the more we're able to make that connection between what we're feeling and if I'm feeling overwhelmed, now it's making me scattered and I'm not able to concentrate or it's making me want to just 
just withdraw completely. Then we're able to attack and, okay, if you're feeling scattered, how can we make you feel more organized? How can we take this assignment one step at a time? If you're feeling like avoiding, how can we encourage you to approach, again, in a more manageable way? Jolie is, I think, a very uh, emotionally intelligent child. So like having this conversation, helping her to notice her own emotions feels like something that's achievable. But let's talk about how parents who have younger children um, or have children that may not have that, the parents may not even have that. They may just be sensing something, but they don't have the language around it. Can you talk about what the identifiers of anxiety are? In your child from as little as, like, how old is a child? Like, when do you, do you look at a two-year-old and be like, wow, this, this kid might be having anxiety? When, is, yeah. when do these diagnoses so, happen? So typically, as long as a kid is able to understand the difference between current and the future, they can have anxiety. So that's just a fear mm. around the unknown. Right. So Mm. if you have a kid who's going to school tomorrow, they can start worrying about that if they know that tomorrow is coming. Um, Mm. And how do you identify that in a kid? That's really important. So like you said, you you know that Jojo, right, is emotionally aware. So you're able to pick up on that. But if a, a younger kid doesn't know that what they're feeling is anxiety, they might just say, you know, my tummy hurts. Or my mm. head hurts. So these wow. physical complaints or, again, these behavioral avoidances of, I don't want to go to school. Well, you really like school. What's what's bothering you about school? That's, you know, th- those are ways that you're able to identify um, just changes in their behavior. Some kids will have problems going to sleep or staying asleep. They might wake up in the middle of the night if they have something big that they're anticipating tomorrow that's causing anxiety. Um, So if you're able to notice just any disruptions in their day-to-day routine, if they start, you know, I'm not hungry tonight. Well, you Mm -hmm. love spaghetti. What's going on? Right. So you're able to notice any changes in their appetite, their sleep problems, their sleep patterns, the way they talk about themselves. Right. If they're usually very confident and optimistic and all of a sudden they're, you know, um, worried about the future or they're thinking about themselves in a more negative way. Those are ways that you can check in on, you know, how are you feeling about yourself today? Or how are you feeling about class tomorrow? And they might not say, oh, I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling panic in my tummy, mom. But they might say, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. Right. And then you're able to ask those questions about what's worrying you or what are you afraid of or what what are you thinking about school tomorrow that makes you not want to go? And then you can start to, again, target those thoughts, right? So what are you thinking about school? How do you feel about yourself? Um, Those feelings that they're able to identify, they might be physical feelings. Um, If they're not able to say, I'm sad or I'm worried or I'm anxious. I love that you say that. Tummy Tummy ache, my tummy hurts. I have a headache. Child, I know adults that have that cycle of... I'm, my stomach hurts. I have an yeah. upset stomach all of a sudden yeah. um, and not connecting it to stress or whatever. Right. Absolutely. What, what, how, what do you think about this 
uprisal yeah. or this pan epidemic of anxiety what do you think that it wow. is I love connected that you, I to love that you said this epidemic right it's connected to the actual panini there's a yeah. pandemic happening. right we have kids like you said she was in the fourth grade going about her merry old life still going to recess and having nap time and all of a sudden, no, actually, you're going to do school from this computer here at home. You're going to mm. learn this way. And then you blink and one day, okay, go back to school. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> right? So these are changes to not only our worldview and how we think about the world, but these are changes to the actual world that are happening around us. Um, and as we, as adults, are having problems managing that anxiety and that stress, Kids are picking up on that anxiety. Picking up on it. Kids are experiencing it as well. And one of the main things we can do as parents, right, is just model for them, right? Not you putting it on me. You got to. <laughs> you got to. So just like you're saying, right, this is overwhelming for me. Say that out loud to her. Mm, share it. Share, share it. your model of how you manage your anxiety. I'm going to take a couple deep breaths or you know what? There's a lot that you have coming up this week. I'm going to put it on my calendar too, just so I'm able to manage that too, right? You're able to say, you know what? Mommy's going to take a longer bath tonight because I just need a little time, right? Or I'm going to allow you to take a longer bath tonight. What do you think about that? You want to light some candles? I love when I practice self-care. It helps me wind down at the end of the night. Run that baby a bath too, Right. So that's to say it does start with you. Right. If you're worn down and anxious and panicky yourself, then absolutely she's going to pick up on that. But if you're using those coping skills to, you know, take your breaths and drink your water and like I say, mind your business. Right. If you're doing those things (laughs) and modeling it for her, then she's able to see. Right. Okay, I can write these thoughts down or I can share these thoughts with mommy, because when she's feeling this way, she shares those thoughts with me. What a heavy responsibility that is in a lot of ways. I was. um I follow this woman online and she talks, she, unfortunately her, her baby is, is sick in this moment. And she wrote this caption at the end of it. She was like, oh, the, the, the karmic responsibility of having a womb. Yeah. Like, and I was like, damn girl. But my mom would always tell me since Jojo was very, very young, you have to slow down. Mm. You rushing. Right. You moving very quickly, you rushing your one and a half year old, your two year old, your wow. three year old. Come on, let's go. Put your shoes on. You are instilling in her well, something. Yeah, yeah. Let and me, I was like, was right, but mom was right. Right, yeah. Kids. Can you talk about how parents yeah. plant the seeds of anxiety? Yep, anxious parents. Even in the womb. Anxious parenting is so, ooh, yes, let's go back to the womb, baby. Yeah, so how you're able to regulate your emotions while that baby is inside of you, right? That's why we tell parents, make sure that you have a peaceful environment so that you're bringing a baby into that space. But that's also while they're inside of you. You don't want all those hormones, right, messing with the environment that they're growing up in. So certainly from within the womb, but 
right when they come out. Yeah. Are you anxiously breastfeeding and come on, baby, you got to get this right. Or are you able to breathe and relax Mm. into it? Are you rushing them to their next activity or are you able to say, okay, this is what we have coming up today and making your day predictable and talking them through transitions in the same way, right? That we don't like to be rushed. We don't like to be, you know, going from activity to activity. It does make you feel scattered. And that certainly Mm -hmm. is something anxious parenting breeds anxious babies and certainly Mm -hmm. calm parenting and being able to regulate your emotions. That's not to say you won't get stressed out, but that's to say when you get stressed out, you're able to vocalize that and you're able to return yourself back to baseline in a way that your kid can see so that when they inevitably, they will get stressed out, right? So when that does happen, they're able to say, okay, what does mommy do? What does mommy show me how to do? What can I do in this moment? to manage my stress. And if you're a, and it's crazy that you'll see little bitty kids who start to take deep breaths and they look like, you know, little yogi babies, but it's because they have a a mom or they have Tabitha Brown on TV. They have someone modeling that for them. Come on, tab time, but right. Come on, tab. It's so important. It's so important just to to teach our kids through the ways that we interact with them how to, like you said, just slow down and go with the flow. You want, you know, you want a baby who can adapt to the changes that inevitably are going to come. So just letting them know that you can manage those changes. You can manage a big assignment. One step at a time. So let's look at your instructions. Let's look Mm -hmm. at what is a paragraph? There's a topic sentence and then there's supporting sentences and one conclusion. What's your topic going to be? Let's write that Mm -hmm. out. How do we want to support that? Let's get three supporting statements. Let's write each of those out. Conclusion. Oh my God, JoJo, you wrote a paragraph. Mm -hmm. We accomplished this huge goal that at one point seemed astronomical. Ooh, and that's so important. So you see what I just did? Oh my God, Jojo. Black women, take time. Black babies, celebrate your victories. Mm. That also helps to alleviate anxiety when we're able to take that time. We don't pause, right? If you take a pause after, come on, each thing that you accomplished. All right, we did that one assignment. We're going to- For your motherfucking self too. Yes. This pet right here for me, dance party, right? I submitted this. I did my homework. I wrote a paragraph you deserve, right? So how can you do a little dance party in the living room, right? How can you do something to reward yourself and encourage yourself in a way that says, all right, on to the next- Right, because there's always, literally always going to be something else. And it sounds like that's what JoJo is starting to experience, right? She's she's starting to realize that, and I'm starting to see... I mean, even again with Antoinette and I, it's not wherever you are, there you go. Wherever you're doing, you are the person that's doing it. Yeah. So... I, I, it just blew my mind. I was like, oh, this whole school thing is not, yeah, it's about learning, but it's really the the medium in which she learns how to listen to herself, yeah. care for herself, mm-hmm. handle responsibility. Like it's, it's how she's learning how to relate to herself. Yeah. And so as much as I want to focus on the, the grades... And the assignment, yeah, it's like how are how are you managing this? Do you know that you put your all into it? And that's what Come we on. always go back to. Yeah. Are you working hard? Are you trying really hard? Yes. Yeah. That's that's it. That's it. If you get 
a quarter of that paragraph done. Similarly, I'm going to pat you on the back. I'm going to be happy for you too because you out here working. You're doing heavy spiritual work in this moment, <laughs> my young 12-year-old. Right, right. Oh, my gosh. There's so much that we have to manage. And she's learning very early that, like you said, it keeps coming. There's always another assignment. It always has new instructions. When you get the grade back, it's never what you quite expected. So, yeah, that's what you're starting to learn how to manage. And then, right, she's a little black baby. So she's also Shh, having to, talk about to manage that anxiety as well and to manage those expectations and those additional burdens talk as well. about this. Philadelphia school system is trash. Yeah. So she's in this She's always been in private schools. This private school that she's in in this moment is the whitest. Mm. Oh, come school. on. So that's why she's She is. Yeah. She is the yeah. only brown girl. There's other brown boys, but she's sure. the only black girl in the classroom. Yeah. And wow. I want to talk about that because yeah. I've never experienced that. I was always in public schools. I was I was never I never felt that. And, and she and I, you know, we discuss it. She doesn't seem to be consciously feeling anything around it. Yeah. But, yeah, talk, let's talk about anxiety and, and racism in young children. Yeah, and I wonder, right, like, it does depend on the school that she's going to. It does depend on the social climate of the school at that time. Um, they're, you know... There could be stuff happening that she's not aware of that's contributing to that anxiety. And it could just be the very real reality that, hey, little brown girl, you're going to have to perform twice as well to make the same grade in some instances. And that's mm-hmm. a, a real reality as well. If she, you know, has instances when she comes home and says, someone asked me a question about my hair texture or said something about the color of my skin or someone gave me a compliment that didn't really feel like a compliment, right? You're so mm. pretty for a black girl or well-spoken for a black girl, right? Like mm. those sorts of interactions that take place um, do make us question our identity, our, our place in the classroom. They do make us want to overperform whether or not we're aware of the pressure that we're under mm-hmm. for that reason, right? So we mm-hmm. may just think, listen, I have to be perfect. I have to do well. I have to overperform and have that anxiety that's coming up. But we're not aware of, oh, that's stereotype threat because you don't want to confirm a stereotype that you're less intelligent or less well-spoken mm-hmm. or right mm-hmm. that you're having to compensate just because of of the fact that you're different. Um, And I think that as those realities start to come into place, as, you know, you raise your hand 10 times in class and you're realizing I'm not getting called on as much as my classmates or when I get a correct answer, my teacher responds with surprise as opposed to just a confirmation, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So these are, you know, just daily little instances that can be taking place. Um, that do lead to additional anxiety. And it is those those conversations that you're able to have as a mom that just um, not only prepares her for, but also allows her to, you know, receive education in a, a holistic way. So that's to say, if she's reading an American history book in class, you might have to say, okay, at home, we're also going to read about these hidden figures in Black history. Just so you know, right? 
these white people in your in your history books aren't the only ones or you know what we're gonna watch black is king tonight just you know to reinforce some positive images of black people um and i think that the more that you're able to do that the more you're able to combat you know any sort of racism that she might not even be aware of aware of the fact that she's she's different so building up her identity in that way to say even if you're not getting those negative messages, your skin is beautiful. Trust me. She knows mm-hmm. it's different. So tell her it's beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. Your hair is beautiful. The texture of your hair is magical. It defies gravity. Look at all the different things you can do with it. Get her to celebrate her hair. And it might become an instance where she says, you know what, mommy, I've been feeling this way based on things that are happening at school. Or I'm just so glad that we're able to do this together and celebrate our hair together. Um, and those are things that you can do to kind of reduce any anxiety, but also just to, to foster the relationship between the two of you, right? So those those girl times that you guys have, um, as much as you're able to tie that back into her identity, her self-esteem, not only yeah. about how beautiful she is, but how smart she is, how hardworking mm-hmm. she is, hard-working. how funny she is, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, talk about things that are value-based. Oftentimes those challenge any anxiety that might come just from being, like you said, the only one in any situation. You do um, you do notice those differences. So as long as you're able to make those differences something that she celebrates and is proud of, that's more likely that she's going to approach and celebrate those outwardly herself as opposed to, you know, retreat yeah. and try to hide those differences. Yeah. Let's... I really need I need some help with this. So let's talk yeah. about how to manage the anxiety, right? Of of mm-hmm. what are the practices? I heard you say taking bat like modeling it, but mm-hmm. in the moment when the tears are falling, yeah. When you know, um I I think what we've been trying to do we had like a little meltdown on Monday and I was like, no, like this is not going to be the way that this goes. Like this is not how we're this. I don't want to feel anxious when you come home from school. I don't want her to feel anxious opening up the books. Mm -hmm. So we did a little bit of time management. That was one thing of like, all right, we're going to do the baseline is a half an hour for each of these subjects. We're not going to like, cause you know, on that paragraph, she could have spent two hours on that paragraph. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, we are not doing it. Mm -hmm. So what ended up happening um, is that the next day we did things differently and it it just, it felt so much better. It felt more manageable. Um, But yeah, what are some offerings that you have to help alleviate in the moment and then preemptively so that the moment may not it may be dodged. So let me first just reinforce exactly what you said you did. That's so important. That's so necessary to slow down in the moment and attack each issue step by step. 
Mm-hmm. That's so important to prepare for it as well. I think mm-hmm. transitions are really important. So if you mm-hmm. say we're going to have 30 minutes and we're going to start our first assignment before that, right? You're going to get home. You already know homework is going to be anxiety provoking. So how can we set the mood in a way that says, all right, Alexa, play 90s R&B. And you're going to have 30 minutes of that where you just come home, you unwind, you talk about your day, you, right? We're not getting any chores, we're not getting any work, but we're just, right, we're setting the stage, we're relaxing. We don't want homework to be anxiety provoking. And then you can start by saying, okay, what are your subjects? What are your assignments today? And then breaking them down exactly like you said. Um, Oftentimes when things are overwhelming, just that first step of breaking them down step by step Mm -hmm. helps to alleviate some of that stress. Um, But like you said, if you're noticing it in the moment, she's working on this paragraph, she's getting frustrated, you notice anything changing about her behavior, she's slamming her pencil down, she's saying things like, oh, I can't do anything right, or this is impossible. You as a mom, stop and check in. Right. Mm -hmm. We only have 30 minutes that we need to be working on this. It looks like you're getting a little frustrated. You're getting worked up. What are you experiencing? Check in with her. Take her through a couple deep breaths. Have her check in with herself. Where are you feeling it in your body? The more she's able to communicate that, the more you'll be able to help her regulate or just come back to baseline. And then you can say, all right, we're going to start the timer over and we're going to finish with the next 15 minutes of this assignment once you've managed it. But I think that as much as you're able to check in with her emotions, check in with her thoughts, and then just keep each task manageable, you're able to avoid kind of that overwhelm, um, the unpredictability, as much as you can make it predictable. So every night we know homework is from 5.30 to 7, right? You can make it predictable in that way. She knows what to prepare for. And this is how we do homework. This is where we do homework over the kitchen table. This is your timer. As much as you're able to make it something that she's able to expect, she knows if she has any questions, you'll be there, right? Maybe getting frustrated yourself. And in that case, hey, we're both going to take a couple seconds. And Mm -hmm. we both need to go read this assignment. And we both need to, let's look at what your teacher was asking, right? Um, But the more you're able to give her that own her own agency over that. Eventually, let her set the timer. Let her monitor it. Let her write down her assignments. And you'll see she'll start to feel more control. And anxiety is often just, a you know, the sense of a lack of control. Mm -hmm. So as long as she has that sense of control within herself, she's able to maintain that kind of baseline. Even when things are unpredictable, there's always going to be, you know, a new assignment that you have to be able to say, okay, what's my teacher asking? What are the expectations? Is there a rubric? What do I know about this topic? Those sorts of questions, if you're able to ask her those, um, she'll start to ask herself those questions and and have that sense of control. It's self-esteem, really, right? Mm -hmm. So the more that you're able to talk her through that and then reinforce it, right? Like I said, she gets done her homework. It's not on to the next. Celebrate finishing homework. It's a big accomplishment every single day. And that also helps to alleviate just the anxiety around it. I feel like she's a milder case, but what to say about children that are experiencing more intense um, anxiety, social anxiety, um, what, 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 what offerings do you have for parents to like, you know, I've tried all the things or 
do you do you recommend let's say that the for parents that have children that are experiencing anxiety that aren't necessarily um, diagnosed. Right. Do you recommend them go get a diagnosis? Like, what do you have to say for parents that are like, yo, this is something different? Yeah, yeah, right. So once you say this is something different, that's when we start to think, okay, maybe this is clinical. So maybe this is something Mm. we can use some support with. Yeah. Um, And whether or not you need a diagnosis, because, you know, for black babies in particular, we don't really need diagnoses unless they need resources in the community um, mm. or in school. But if they're just getting resources from you as a mental health practitioner, they don't really need a diagnosis. It could just be that you're working on skills around these issues or these problems or feelings of anxiety. Um, and in those cases, the strategies still work. So what I will say is just go to a mental health practitioner, find a mm-hmm. cognitive and behavioral therapist. Cognitive and behavioral therapy is gold standard. We know that it works. If you pay attention Mm -hmm. to what you're thinking, if you pay attention to how it makes you feel and what it makes Mm -hmm. you do, you can challenge those thoughts in a way that Mm. alleviates your anxiety. You can. Um, And a sixth grader can do it. An eight-year-old can do it. If someone knows what a tummy ache is, you can get them to identify the feeling that's associated with that or the emotion that's associated with that. They might not have the sophisticated words for it, but they know what sad is. They know what mad is. They know what afraid is and worried, right? And as long as you're able to do that, you're able to get them into mental health treatment and they can get those evidence-based strategies. So those are going to be things. People are going to give you tip sheets that say exactly what you're doing, but they break them down into steps. They say, set a timer. They say, have the same area for the homework, right? There's something called sleep hygiene. Right. So what is sleep hygiene for you and your baby? What does that look like? Right. You're, it's it's there is a, a way to ensure that you are practicing hygienic ways of going to sleep. So that's to say you might have gotten your first cell phone, but every night you're going to give it to me at 8 p.m. Phones off at eight. We're not drinking caffeine after dinner. We are journaling for 30 minutes to get all of those thoughts and worries about the day out of our head. Mm. We're looking at our calendar and preparing for tomorrow, right? So how do you empty your mind, calm your body? We're going to lay in bed and take 10 slow, deep breaths. If you're experiencing anxiety, that helps to calm your body down before you go to bed. So going to a therapist will allow you not to what we think about talk therapy, like tell me all your thoughts and all your worries. It's going to give you concrete steps that you can use for a sixth grader that says you're wor- you have worries at school. How can we alleviate those? You have worries around ho- homework time. How can we alleviate those and make that more manageable? You have worries around bedtime. I hate to say this too. She's going to have worries about boys one day or she might have worries about girls one day or whatever she's interested in. So how do you as a parent manage the anxiety Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. that and the anxiety that she might be experiencing? So like you said, there's that typical anxiety. But if you start to say this is different... Uh-huh. And that's a sign that you can just get support around it. And there are, right, those... And how, how do people know it's different? How do you know, like, uh, no, nah, this is... Are there, like, telltale symptoms of, like, okay, this person may need so, to be medicated or... So the one thing that we're going to ask is, does it happen in different contexts or is it situational? So that's mm-hmm. to say, is it only around homework or is it only around school environments? Okay. And then is the degree of the worry extreme? So it can be 
um, global, which means she worries about everything. That's extreme. Or it can be she has this one worry, but it's huge and astronomical and she panics and she freaks out and she runs away and she's crying. And right. If you have any extremes in those regard, then those are indications that say, okay, you do need some additional help. Or if it doesn't seem like it's an extreme, but it's something that you say, you know what, I've tried everything I can try. Yeah. Even if it is something that you think is just a simple everyday problem, that's enough to say you can use some support. So if you've tried your friends, your families, you've tried, you know, parenting the anxious child, you've tried therapy for black kids on Instagram, you've visited all the websites, you've gone to DrAishaMetzger.com, you've looked at, right, all the self-help and you still need help. That's to say, go to a professional. There are free therapies. There are therapies that you can utilize with your insurance. There are self-pay therapies that are on a sliding scale, which means they they um, provide services based on your income and what you can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So certainly, um, if you are having right either extreme problems in one area or just global worries, um, or again, those kind of physical symptoms that we can tell that kiddos might have, um, then certainly those are indications that, okay, um, outside help or professional help or professional support may be warranted. And last but not least, you mentioned boys. Yeah. And she's coming into her preteens. And for those that have preteens, yeah. what is your advice for social media usage and the correlation with anxiety so one of my my favorite messages is girl unplug. Yeah. That is to say social media can lead to anxiety. Social media leads to comparison. Social media leads to on one extreme, right, this idealization, this romanticization, these couples goals that are unrealistic. And also, right, it can lead to bullying, it can lead to um, feeling isolated, it can lead to a lack of real life connections. So what I'll say for parents is, you know, monitor your kids just as much as you monitor yourself. When you notice that your screen time is increasing, you notice that that changes the way you think about yourself. Know that that might be happening to your kid as well. So just set healthy and responsible limits would be my advice. She doesn't have she has a phone, but she doesn't have Wi-Fi. So it's like she can only be on the internet on her phone when she's in the house. Right. Is there an age that you think is the best age to give your child a phone independent of you? No, it's really up to, you know, the maturity of your kid. It depends on the type okay. of phone, right? You don't, you don't want your kid's first phone to be iPhone. Sometimes, you know, you give them that phone that can call mommy. It can call big Flip mom. phone, let's go. Come on, right? You got the phone that called three numbers. <laughs> that might be all your little baby needs. Um, but I say that, and then you do know that as soon as she leaves the house, one of her friends got an iPhone, right? So right. let's just say there's only so much that you can control. But True. certainly, I think it's just most important to have conversations with your kids about reality, right? This on social media is not real. Just how you see mama posted this today, you see what really happened in our life today, right? right? Social media is not real. It's a highlight reel. It's idealized. It's unrealistic and just make it, you know, very plain and open for them um, in a way that says you can talk to me, but also I got access to your page and I have your password and I might be in your inbox and you never know when, right? Um, Right. That's to say, (laughs) keep things open and transparent. um, 
but be responsible and encourage them to be responsible as well. That's to say, I'm monitoring you. There are limits. You're not on your phone at midnight. It's coming with me, right? Or we're turning it off, right? That's responsible parenting. That's limit setting. These kids want those boundaries, right? Otherwise, they're on Instagram and TikTok at 3 a.m. They're waking up, their eyes burning. They're not ready for school. They want those boundaries that say, go to bed, give me your phone. Just as much as you want those boundaries too. We need, I need those boundaries. need those limits. Right? <laughs> I need somebody to come and take my phone out come of my on. hand. Yes. So be that for your kids. And as much as you're able to monitor them, I hate that I, you know, I never have the right age. Some people say eight years old. They don't, because. As soon as they leave the house, they're going to have it, right? So, right. Eight to me feels drastically young. Crazy. Right? But I'm like, girl, when you can pay the phone bill, that's when you can get a phone. You can get a okay? job, right? <laughs> you, need a phone, you can't read and write. When you can do a whole 15 paragraphs, <laughs> then you can right. get your phone. <laughs> You write me a dissertation. Come on, come on. Then but, you get your phone. You no, know, it's also cute when she's able to text you, right? Thank you, Mom. No, it's a very important. It's actually wildly unsafe that she is ever on the streets by herself without a phone. I'm like, you need a whole chip in your neck, actually. Yeah. I'm scared. You know, get her one of them old throwback flip phones. They still make those. Get her a Nokia chart. Get her a Nextel that says, you page me, right? I'm <laughs> serious. I want to get it. That's no, that's no, what I'm no, thinking no, about getting her. Walmart get a $35 phone just so she knows. And, you know, they look cool nowadays, too. But just so she knows that she's able to communicate with you if she has an emergency. Those will let her text you, too, right? Um, and just teach her the responsible use of self yeah. because it's coming, right? It's inevitable. It's, it is. And I need to model it more. I can't be all hunched over like... Exactly. Yeah. I can't help you with my homework. I'm over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you right? say? Model that. Show her how to put the phone down at dinner time. Show her how to mute somebody show her how to block somebody show her how to um i love it yes yes listen facebook is overwhelming instagram is overwhelming i'm getting off this today you can model that for her as well um what are some resources i heard you name some things but for those folks that want to dive a little bit deeper whether pick up a book you know dive deep into parenting while anxious as well as parenting anxious children. What are some resources that you... Yeah, that so one that I really to? like is it's called the Kasdan Method for Parenting. That's really useful if you are on the socials and social media. Um, Black and Empowered is my page. We have resources for parenting that we distribute there and on the Empower Lab. Um Therapy for Black Kids is a great resource. It's a good friend of mine, Dr. Earl Turner. If you go to my website, drishametzker.com slash online resources, you will be overwhelmed. We got books. We got videos. They are organized by age group. They're organized by parent or if it's a teen or if it's a kid or a teacher. So we have resources for literally anyone who wants to parent, uh, in this case, most particularly black babies. 
Um, those resources are available. And then another that is near and dear to my heart is called the Care Package for Racial Healing. So that mm-hmm. talks about racial identity. It talks about um, some of the things that we talked about earlier in terms of strong black womanhood and the way that we think about ourselves as little black girls. Um, so that's a resource that you can utilize with your babies to just facilitate and have those conversations around her identity, what she knows about hidden figures, Beyonce, of course, mm-hmm. right? So we're able to um, use these resources to really have these conversations and really instill the the self-esteem that's needed to combat that anxiety and that overwhelm, um, that lack of messaging and also negative messaging that might come, not only from being in private school, but, you know, just walking down the street and scrolling through social media and watching the news, right? There's always negative messaging about black and brown bodies. So as much as you are able to combat that with positive messaging, um, I think is really helpful in terms of just being able to manage our emotions, to manage our thoughts about ourselves and our ability to handle unpredictable, challenging situations, right? JoJo should know, right? I could write a paragraph. I could write a chapter book if I wanted to. I could be an author. She should know, right? Like the sky is the limit. And as much as you're able to celebrate that paragraph, that's what's going to lead to literally the sky for her. Um, That's what we try to encourage. Thank you for your work. Thank you. It sounds like this is your purpose. This feels very deep to your heart, especially around black children. And again, just building up the the self-esteem. Thank you for being like... And having an archive that people can tap into, first of all, that is no small feat. Yeah, thank um, you. Let the folks know where they can they can find you, aside from the, the website you just shared. Yes, I am on... Listen, don't go to my Insta. I hate my Insta. I'm like, y'all... Uh-oh. Young, yeah. <laughs> but go to the Empower Lab. So I am Dr. Aisha Metzko on Instagram. You're just going to see my nephew and me on the beach and stuff. But if you want more <laughs> <little> resources... <laughs> Go to the Empower Lab and black dot and dot empowered. So black and empowered is where we just disseminate those resources. And the Empower Lab is more of a community um, where we're able to continue having these conversations and really talk about what it means to be black, what it means to be a parent, what it means to be a black teen, and really how we can celebrate those strengths that we have. I there's there's just limitless conversations to get into um, to any of the listeners that have children, teens, little ones. If there's a topic that you guys really want to cover, let us know. We're going to bring Dr. Aisha back. Because now you're, yeah. you're like, I know it's a bad reference to use, but like you're like our Dr. Oz or like a Dr. Phil. You know how Oprah was like, we're going to bring, we're just going to keep bringing them back till really you get your own. And training and a certification. <laughs> <laughs> I'm licensed currently. I promise. I'm legit. That, I listen. Let me stop. But yeah. <laughs> For real, but for real. But for real. But a resource for the community is what we need. Yeah. Um, I'm really grateful you you really uh yeah, affirmed and confirmed a lot of things and um 
Yeah, we we finna. Doing, she finna write a book. You're doing a great job. Let you're me just doing a great job. You are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing you're doing you are. <laughs> Truly, you are. You are. You know, I listen to trying every episode, and I'm like, you know what, JoJo is so funny. First of all, she's so hilarious and independent, and I just want you to continue fostering that. This anxiety is just a response to, like you said, she's the only one. So just remind her that you know what, you do stand out, and you are a shining star. And I think as much as you're able to reinforce that, the more she's going to be able to celebrate those talents that she does have as she starts to realize that, wait, all these assignments are nothing. I can crush them. She's going to crush them. And crushing them just means you're going to attack it piece by piece. And like you said, just do your best. And I think that that's that's really going to, you know, alleviate any of that anxiety. Again, thank you so much. And... Yeah, shout out to all the parents out there doing the damn thing. We ain't got no choice now. So just show up fully and tap into all your resources. Um, trust your gut and let's get these babies out into the world. Yeah. Show up. Help us. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. You have just heard an Around Away Curls John. Follow them on 